0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin and this is Kelly and Ramia.
0: You know, we get on these conversations during the break. And Richardson just stole it away, ladies and gentlemen. Just, just absolutely stole the day on me here because I was laughing at the fact that I mentioned the John Beeler, as I've mentioned here. Oh, my first computer was an Apple IIe <laughs> when we were talking about dating ourselves. And Richardson, of course, sits back and says, well, I am old enough to remember dial-up. Whoa! Are you ever some man? I remember. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Kelly and Company. Brock Richardson joining us. He is the host of The Neutral Zone. You can check their program out via YouTube or download the uh, Neutral Zone podcast or catch it here on AMI-audio Tuesdays at 11 a.m. in the morning. He's uh, uh, co-hosting with me today on the program, filling in for Ramya Muthan. Um, Brock, yeah, th- those that was a total steal life away moment. So mm. I appreciate yeah. that, pal.
1: Yeah, I, I, Matt. Matt used to tease me because I always come out with those comments right before the technical producers, like "We're going back," and then the person doesn't have a chance to respond until on the air. So, oh,
0: I, have I always have a chance. Starting at the beginning of the segment, Kelly always uh, has a moment uh, to bring up those kinds of things.
1: Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. Well, uh, the Paratuff Cup is a flagship fundraiser for the Paralympic Foundation of Canada a unique event where registered teams can try out para sports and meet Paralympi- Paralympians and athletes in general while raising money to support athletes with a disability. The, founding, uh, the Paralympic Foundation of Canada hosted its first Para Tough Cup with eight teams and they raised over $70,000 at this event. So we're pleased to be joined by Dean Brokop, who is going to be telling us about that event and moving towards Montreal. Dean, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having me. And um, I might add, my first computer was a Commodore 64, so uh, I tell you <laughs> that very proudly.
0: <laughs> I remember playing around with those, too, and uh, it was uh, laying on the floor looking at it and everybody, else, hey, what do you do? I'm just playing with the computer, just gaming.
1: That's it. That's it. <laughs> long time well, ago. Well, Dean, you've been on this program and on the Neutral Zone recently, so it's nice to have you back. Could you start with the history and some of the milestones of the Paratav Cup, if you would? Yeah, for
2: sure. So the Cup's Cup started way back in 2017. It feels way back. Um, and really, it was created um, as, as an opportunity to allow people to get to know Parasport better. And so that first event was was held way back in, in 2017 in Toronto um, and was a huge success. It raised over $100,000. And um, essentially, it's a, an afternoon of, of parasport, corporate corporate engagement, the ability for corporate teams of six people to come out and participate in, in uh, sports like wheelchair basketball and sitting volleyball and a variety of others. And when we did that first event, uh, people left just thrilled excited uh, sore tired and with the realization that um just how great parasport is so so we took that used it as a launching pad and and created an event series uh that grew to include events in uh vancouver and calgary uh, and montreal in addition to toronto so um we were uh, we were going like gangbusters uh, up until March of 2020, and um, our last event uh, was held on March the 5th, 2020, just pretty much a week before uh, things really shut down across much of the country. Um, that that event put us over the one million dollar mark in terms of funds raised for the Paratuff Cup, uh, which was super exciting. But for obvious reasons, we uh, we had to take a step back for the last couple of years. Uh, but as brock said we uh we were back last week actually this a week ago today we were in Vancouver for the vancouver Paratuff uh Paratuff cup as our first event back it was a uh, again a huge success uh raised uh about seventy thousand dollars and uh and people you yeah. know it it was it was fantastic um to be out there and to be with people again and to see um just how impactful Parasport can be both to participate in it and uh, and to observe it.
0: Dean, we um when you look at the value of something, you can say, hey, look, financially, this is what what the gain is. But we know all of us, being involved with any disability events, sport or whatever it might be, technology events, anything that promotes awareness to us is so valuable. Uh, and I, I'm not going to suggest that it's less valuable for uh, able-bodied, if you want to say that, or or non-disabled um, events or or activities. And I, I'm talking on a wide wide scale there. But there's that level of getting these corporate people involved to raise funds. But that awareness is so tremendously important of feeling those experiences, such as, my God, I'm sore after trying that, or Hey, I I, I got to go back and tell the guys at the office about this, that I did this and that is, is how has the, been the feedback and how has that helped Parasport grow?
2: Yeah. You know what you, you nailed it there and the, the money is great and the money does a lot of wonderful things, but it's the rest of it that is even more important. Um, and I saw it last week again, when we do, we do, uh, a, a, three sport activities, but we also have added what we call a fireside chat. So in one of the the activations, people get to sit down um, up close and personal with a panel of Paralympians and and listen to them for 30, 40 minutes, tell some stories of of their life, their sporting careers. And that, for me, um, really told me just how important this event is because I watched this group of people. Um, sit there captivated for those 30 40 minutes nobody on their phones uh, completely and utterly um, captivated by by the stories that people like Richard Peter you know five-time Paralympian multi medalist, and his wife Marnie Abbott Peter having them tell stories and then to hear from from a young young man a young 15 year old call him a gentleman, um Matteo Palazzari who's who's now on the the national para-ice hockey team. Um and, and even to hear his stories as someone who as a as a five-year-old or four or five-year-old first got introduced to to sledge hockey to para-ice hockey and how he's grown, how he learned from um from great Paralympians like like Greg westlake before him and and is now you know following um following in his footsteps. So uh it, it's it's so it's so heartening to see that and really excited to be heading to Montreal next week uh, where where we have a sold out event with 16, 16 teams and uh, really looking forward to that.
1: And so what exactly can we look forward to in regards to Montreal and the Paratov Cup?
2: Yeah, so we've got um, we've got wheelchair basketball, sitting volleyball happening. Um, We don't have access to ice the same way that we did in Vancouver at the at the Richmond Oval. Um, So we uh, we modify it a bit and we have we have access to um, to pair ice hockey sleds on wheels. And so we're able to provide a a similar experience to people to to be able to get in a sled, get that feeling and get those sore arms and shoulders as they propel themselves (laughs) uh, (laughs) across the gym. And and I'll tell you, it was the the feedback from the people in Vancouver, because we did do para ice hockey on ice in Vancouver. And that was the event that that people said um, uh, moved them the most, surprised them the most because it actually looks easy when you, when you're watching it, when you're yes. watching these experts, um, you know, glide around the ice, it looks pretty effortless. Uh, people quickly find out that, no, it's far from that, that, that they're, they're on beginner sleds with, with, um, with two blades. <laughs> while the experts are on a single blade bombing around. So I think that left people with a real great appreciation. And ultimately that, that goes a long way in in helping people people realize, you know, these, these athletes are, uh, are athletes, and they're incredible athletes to do what they do. And so it gives them that great appreciation for it. Um, and it's, it's also fun. So to be able to put people in a sled to play uh, para ice hockey, to put them in a wheelchair and play wheelchair basketball, they realize just how fun it is. And and what we're doing is creating more fans um, uh, for, for the games and for parasport as it continues to develop.
0: Yeah, that's what I love. The fact, too, that viewing of it is more accessible to people. And I remember what you're talking about, the experience We, we when I was a kid and at the blind school in Branford, Wayne Gretzky used to stop in mm-hmm. when he first started out in the NHL, and we, we got him to try goal ball one day, and he, he <laughs> was flopping all over the floor, cursing to himself, but giving it a shot, and it was just tremendous, because there's an athlete, like you said, here are people trying something out, but I know for him, it gave him such an awareness to be a part of it, to try it. Before we let you go, can you tell us quickly what is the criterion you guys look for for these teams that say these businesses corporations whoever wants to say i want we want to try it out what what should, do you tell them first and how do they get registered
2: yeah well Cup.ca. we've got a website specific to the event so there's uh, all the information uh, for the events are available there there's actually a video as well uh, a nice short video that gives a gives a great snapshot of the event and, and really we welcome anybody you know is there, there's a participation fee that, that uh, the teams have to either pay or fundraise or a combination of both we have fun with the fundraising aspect of this and that we, we we really make that a competitive element of it and offer incentives to to individuals that fundraise um and because really that's you know that's the backbone of this so um yeah so companies a group of individuals uh you name it we we're we are happy to welcome any any group of six uh who wants to give it a go
1: dean it's uh it's such a pleasure you know talking para sports all the time and events like this is really what pushes you know the awareness out and more forward certainly, so we appreciate the work that you're doing at the uh, Canadian Paralympic found it, the Paralympic Foundation of Canada, excuse me, and appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. We always appreciate talking to you.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it.
1: That was Dean Brokop, Director of the Paralympic Foundation of Canada, talking to us about the Paratuff Cup. And Kelly, for me, that's this is an event that I love. We've had him on the neutral zone when it first came out. We had him on the neutral zone recently. And you know, Great work being done uh, all around in conjunction with the Canadian Paralympic Committee.
0: Well, he's been a tremendous friend of all the shows in the sense of getting him on and talking about it, watching the evolution of it. And I always love when I hear about the athletes getting that opportunity to talk to people, whether it's somebody aspiring to do it, whether it's the young folks or the older people who are experienced, or and somebody just saying, oh, I don't know, I don't know if this is for me, um, but let alone getting the corporations and people to try things out, because that's the best way to understand something. Give it a kick. Folks, Brock and I will just step aside to get ready for hour number two on the program. We're going to listen back to a chatty bookshelf conversation with Ryan Huey. Plus, it's story time for the Friday before Halloween. We hear paranormal experiences accounted back to you by members of our team. But up next, Bill Shackleton. He'll stop in for the Friday bus. More great talk, more fun, and more of Kelly and Company coming up after the break.